New Zealand Vegan Podcast. I'm your host Elizabeth Collins and this is episode 80. I wanted to just do a quick episode today to talk about a really good day that I had today um, at the street stall that I did um, and um, my last two episodes have been really quite um, not not the happiest I'll say that um, and this one is going to be a positive new episode because one of the things I realized that when I did the street stall today was that I haven't because I hadn't done it for a while um, and it's been raining a lot on my days off I it really I, what I what I what I remembered and what I realized today um, is that one of the reasons why I was probably getting a little bit um, down is because I get so uplifted when I do community ad- activism. It really, really uplifts me, especially when you have a good day like you do today. But even if you don't, I just find that being out there, I just feel good about it. And plus it's healthy because I spend so much time um, in front of the computer that it's healthy to get outside, get some sunshine. You know, I wouldn't call it exactly the freshest air because it's downtown, but, you know, not not just sitting in front of your computer. So that's a good thing as well. But when you have a good day like today, it just really uplifts you. And um, I get a lot of satisfaction out of doing online advocacy as well. Um, but I do miss it when I can't get out there and sort of be in the community. And one of the cool things about it, like, unlike what I was talking about last week, where I was just talking about your your day-to-day advocacy that you do, like when you're with people at work and things like that, those conversations can be really short. Like, you got to be succinct. And so, um, like the other day when I was when I was talking about the experience I had at work, you know, it was we were all working and we really couldn't sit around and talk for an hour. And um, so I got out what I could in the time that I could before everybody just kind of went back to work. And it's the same like if you're on your break and you just run into someone, you just have a little talk. So it's all very limited time. So you kind of got to learn, but it's all good practice. Like even the the really brief advocacy that you might do at work and it might not be very satisfactory. Like I didn't get a lot of satisfaction with regards to um, the results that I got last week when I was talking to these people but it was still good practice and I still feel like at least I stood up you know at least I had a voice at least the animals had a voice you know that's just always something to always remember be that voice and um, it's really really worthwhile because you practice and you learn how to be succinct and so it's all good practice online advocacy is good practice Um, talking to your workmates whenever you get a chance whenever you get an opportunity look for those opportunities like they just come out of nowhere because people will offer you something to eat like a cookie and you can just say um no I won't eat that thank you I'm vegan and then you can have a conversation or not I mean if they don't say anything um you know there's very little that you can do um you know if somebody doesn't want to listen to you they're just going to walk away so you know we all know that and then in the street like I say um, I love doing my stall because the way that we do our stall is that we people come up and we talk to them we don't we don't um, stand and just um, and just sort of like wave people down or just get people to to take stuff we really want to talk to people and you know I think that handing out lots of pamphlets is, is good as well I'm not saying you know I think it's all good but I like to I like to have conversations with people because the, these are complicated issues, especially when we're dealing with all the welfare advocacy. But I was so proud of myself today. I learn, I'm learning how to listen more and ask questions and listen. So Vish and William would be very proud of me. And um, it's just like 
like anything else, it takes practice because I'm going up against years of my own conditioning. You know, for my whole life, I've been a, a blabbermouth and I've never really been good at listening. I always talk. And so every time I do it on my podcast, like I'll do my stall and then I'll come and talk on my podcast and I'll say, oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't stop talking today. It's just, it's just positive reinforcement for me to remind me to do it. And you start to see results. It's like anything you work on within yourself. Over time, you learn how to, how to, to change it for a positive way. So I'm learning. Um, and today was where I really noticed it. Like I actually put it into practice because what I did at work the other day taught me because I started asking these people questions. Like, don't you know about the stuff that happens rather than just sitting there and telling them? And I found it really effective. And somebody came up to the store today. I had so many people come up today. It was so awesome. And um, he, the, this guy had, was... Um, a non-vegan, um, wasn't uh, at all enamored with the idea, was very sort of cynical and skeptical and very blasé. He says, well, I hunt ducks. I'm a duck hunter. Um, so, you know, and um, so I started asking him questions, um, which is like I say, it's a new, it's like uh, something I've been really working on and I, and I finally managed to do it today where I was listening to people more and it's really useful to ask people questions. I learned that from Vish um, when he did our stall with us because he would say to people, what do you think about all of this? Um, and then listen to their answer and then respond to that. And I know it sounds really obvious, but I have a hard time doing that because I just want to sit there and like go blah, 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 blah. This is what's going on. This is what's happening. And you know, you need to know about it. So, um, so yeah, so, so the guy was, and I started asking him questions like, um, so do you, do you think that it's wrong to, and I, and I kind of thought the answers I knew I would get, and I didn't like have a bad, you know, I didn't have like an emotional reaction to them. So he was like, he was all about treatment. He was all about welfare. He's like, we've been brought up to eat these animals. And I'm like, exactly. I was like, people eat, some people eat dogs. This this person has dogs. And I was like, do you think it's wrong to, would you think it's wrong to eat your dogs? And he's like, well, I do. And I said, well, do you think it's wrong that they eat dogs in other countries? And, he's, and he basically said, no, if they've been brought up to, to do that, then I, I understand it. And, you know, a lot of people have said that. But then, um, I started asking him questions like, well, do you, would you, if somebody was to, were to torture your dogs, do you, would you think that was wrong? And he was like, oh yes, definitely that's wrong. And I was like, well, what's your definition of torture? And, um, and then he said, causing pain. And so I said, well, do you not think, do you not think that, that animals that were in the slaughterhouse suffer pain? And he said, no, I don't. And I didn't, um, say, oh, well, that's ridiculous or that's stupid, you know, I just looked at him because, you know, people will hear themselves saying things and it's, and people around will, will hear them too. And it's not, it's, it's good for them to hear themselves say that out loud. Because when you say something like that out loud, like animals in slaughterhouses aren't feeling pain. It's a very illogical, st I mean, it doesn't, it has no truth to it. Um, so I was like, well, what's your definition of pain? Um, you know, so ask people questions, get them to think and make them articulate their thoughts and they will hear the, hopefully the ridiculousness of them, or at the very least you can get an idea. So we got to the point where, um, we had a really engaging conversation and, um, he, I was saying to him, so if there was a country, cause you talked about tradition. And so I said, oh, okay, well it was, say there was a country where the tradition is to, um, mutilate the genitals of the female girls. Do you think that that's okay? And he said, no, I don't. 
So I was like, so it's not actually tradition that you think is okay. It's got nothing to do with tradition really, does it? Because you're saying it's a, it's a tradition for us to kill these animals and eat these animals, so therefore it's okay. And I'm saying, well, it's tradition in these other countries to mutilate the genitalia of the, of the female children. So based on your reasoning, it should be okay. It's tradition. And it basically comes down to speciesism, as we know. It basically comes down to speciesism. Um, I won't go on and on about the conversation I had with him, but it was so great to, for me to actually ask these questions and listen to the answer, um, which is something I've been working on for a while, so I'm really proud of myself. Another thing, really, really great thing that happened today, which I thought was really telling and really related to the experience I had at work, was I met three vegans today. Um, and the coolest thing about them is is two of them were so supportive of um, the promotion of abolition and were so – I didn't – and they actually agreed with me because we were talking about SAFE and the welfare campaigns because one of them actually articulated – both of them – like they always ask me – people always ask me if I'm involved with SAFE or what organization are you from or do you have anything to do with SAFE, especially people who work with SAFE. Because they aren't aware that there's any other people doing animal advocacy in New Zealand. The people who do animal advocacy here only know about SAFE. There's the only type of animal advocacy that they know and that they deal with. The general public kind of um, knows about SAFE, but the general public asks me less if I'm involved with SAFE than do other advocates. So anyway, it was so awesome to meet these people because they totally supported it. And I said, look, I'm trying to get this going in New Zealand. I want to do more events. And I was like, I, you know, I'm trying to get events happening where we promote veganism. They were so down with it. And we had really wonderful conversations. And I'm like, it's, it's really happening. Like one of the people I spoke with who traveled overseas and came back to New Zealand, she did heaps of work last year promoting welfare and saw all this vegan advocacy around the world. And she met a person in India who was half, half, um, she was half Indian, half African American, this girl that she met. And she said that her father was a vegan, this, this person that she met. And of course she, and so she assumed that she was talking about the Indian, that she was, she assumed that the father was Indian. No, the father was African American. And she said, and I said, yeah, I mean, there, there's all sorts of vegan, vegan movement is happening now. It's like the guy who put, walked past our stall and said, it's zeitgeist. It's everywhere. And it's a, it's like, you can't put your finger on it. Like, it just is happening. You can just see it everywhere. And, you know, Randy Sandberg's right. The the, the pioneers of the vegan movement are going to be forgotten. <laughs> it's just going to be the norm. And that's perfectly fine by me. I want it to be the norm. And so, you know, when she came back to New Zealand, she was actually talking to the people and saying, listen, hey, you know, this is, we really need to jump on this. We really need to jump on this bandwagon. This is where it's at. She saw it around in other countries, and, she, and, and like in the UK she was as well. And I was like, of course, you should see what's happening in the UK and the United States. It's incredible what they're doing over there to promote abolition and, 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 um, and veganism. And then she came back and she said, yeah. And I said, well, look, we're going to do it. So if you want to help us, we're here. We're doing it. And she was so keen to help. And so was this other guy um, who was had been vegan for a long time. And, you know, now I'm not sure if they're, if they're you know, I still think that, they probably have some sympathy, you know, towards the um, the big organizations or whatever. I mean, I'm not really sure, but it was so such wonderful stuff. Like I felt like 
there's hope out there like you know we're going to get this you know we're going to get stuff happening um where we can actually um do more stuff which is what I really want to do so it was really really positive but one of the things that I noticed today which I thought was so cool and so interesting and it relates back to what happened at work when it was um when when it was myself and another vegan and then two non-vegans so it was like 50-50 you know we were sitting around and I had some really great conversations with with people who came and sat down and were just um, sitting down talking to me and then um, one, one of the um, it happened on two different occasions one lady came over she was actually advocating um, for um, she was a kindergarten teacher and she was advocating some e- economic um, reforms um, I saw her advocating um, just down the road and I was going to go up and talk to her and say what are you about but she came over to me so she was sitting down we was having great conversation about veganism and, and all this, this stuff and um, and she was taking information and then a vegan came up, one of the other vegans came up and was talking to me. And um, and we were just talking like about, and it's so interesting, we were just talking about like veganism and nutrition and, um, you know, just things like that and sharing kind of advocacy ideas. Like I said, I had really positive interactions with these other vegans here. And then, um, and so it was like two of us, it was two vegans and a, non, and a non-vegan sitting there, you know, in this kind of place and then when and then when the um the, what the, the other vegan um turned to the turned to the lady and was like are you vegan too and she was like oh I'm I'm on my way I, I, I'm sort of I, I'm I'm going to be you know kind of thing because it's like we were like this positive um like I I know that we're social creatures I don't agree with Martin Bellick's elitist idea but Anybody knows that we're social creatures, but I don't. I don't apply it the way he does. I don't think that it's this elitist thing where you just kind of got to like dangle the carrot in front of the masses and they'll, you know, only the elites make the decisions. We're social creatures, and that that's why I keep saying is like the people who are who are kind of a little more thick-skinned and are willing to be isolated for a little while, willing to go through the sort of ostracization that you go through when you're an abolitionist advocate, and we all know about it, you know. Um, once there's more people, the people who are less sort of willing to do that, they'll feel more comfortable. It's like shirtless dancing guy video. The shirtless dancing guy. I'm going to post that video with relation to this podcast. And so when we were there, like these two vegans, we were both kind of healthy we were like really animated we were talking about all this vegan stuff and um so it's not like it's like peer pressure you know but in a good way like kind of like this is how that's what we mean like paradigm shift like we're setting this good example so the person sitting next to us was kind of like when the lady was like oh so you're vegan are you vegan it was like she was she wanted to, to be able to say yes in that moment she was like well you know i'm not yet and it wasn't like she was like no i'm not vegan or no, I'll never be vegan, or do you know what I mean? Like, I hope, I hope I'm making it clear. And then it happens again. There was a guy who came and sat, um, sat next to us, and he actually was handing out flyers about racism in New Zealand. He was, hand, he was handing out flyers about discrimination against Chinese people in New Zealand, um, and just basic racism. Um, he was actually Japanese, which I thought was really interesting. But um, anyway, he was sitting down, and he was talking to us and everything, and he actually wasn't like we were talking about veganism and everything like that, but he was making sort of no. Um, he wasn't saying to me, "Oh, can I have can I have some advice about food and nutrition?" Which a lot of people ask for. But he, we were talking about stuff, and we were relating it to discrimination. I was trying to relate it to nonviolence and and all these kinds of things. But he had his own agenda, you know. His agenda was 
the stuff that he was doing and I hope that I opened his mind but the cool thing is this other vegan came over and we were starting and we were talking about welfare advocacy because we were so on the same page it was so awesome to meet this person I really hope she gets in touch with me because I think she's got a lot of energy and I think she will really sort of she she'll get behind us you know um so we were talking about welfare advocacy you know, we were just openly talking about like these campaigns and she's like, I don't understand it. Why, you know, why, why promote this humane meat? Let's promote veganism. And I'm like, I know what you mean and all this stuff. And, you know, I've even had people say, don't, you can't have those conversations on Facebook. Like even the vegan society banned Gary Francione because they say it's not positive vegan advocacy. Nonsense. It's just, it's just as much, we, we were having like a, an activist conversation, but it was all related to veganism. And so then she, she, was, she was like smiling to the guy. She's like, oh, hey, what's up? Are you vegan too? And then he's like, I'm learning. I'm learning. You know, he didn't say no or oh, I'll never be vegan or oh, no, I can't be vegan. He was another one who was kind of like, who wanted to kind of like be on it because there was just such positive energy coming around us. So, you know, when there's more vegans, there'll be more people who want to go vegan. Right, and I'm not saying it's good for it to be trendy. I'm not talking about that. We weren't presenting it as a trend or a fad. In fact, we even were having conversation about celebrities and how um, she, we were talking about the Oprah show and and how it was just so misleading and how it was so disappointing and confusing because at the very end, she's promoting this one book by this guy who eats animals and then she's promoting this other book by a person who's supposedly vegan, um, who promotes veganish almost stuff. And then they showed this new design of Slaughterhouse and she's like, what on earth is that about? And we were talking about this and um, we kind of weren't talking to this other person because we were really involved in our conversation. He was listening to us. And then when she sort of noticed him or when she kind of, when we kind of took a breath and she's like, oh, what's up? Are you vegan? He was like, I'm learning. I'm learning. You know, he, he wanted to kind of, you know, he was positively influenced by, by it. And then we was like, it was like two, two vegans and one non-vegan. We were the majority in that little triangle. And we weren't like, um, you know, you're a, you're a monster. You're not vegan. Uh, I know I've talked about the I've talked about the monsters before, but that's very negative. I try not to do that very much. I try not to go down that road. That's the road I was in when I saw Earthlings, and it's just a depressing road to go down. But I I, I got to admit it happens sometimes. But you know, generally, like you know, we we were sitting there, we were talking about veganism. This man wasn't vegan. He had probably had corpses in his belly at that moment. Do you know what I mean? And um, we didn't sort of turn on him and, and sort of say, um, oh, well, you're corpse-munching scum. We were just like really positive and open and, and, um, and we were just happily talking away about tactics. And he wasn't put off by it. He didn't think we were freaks. We were making more sense than anybody else he's probably ever heard. So that even more brings home to me how important it is for, for us to, to not back down like when we're in a social situation, um, and everybody was so healthy. There was a guy I met who was um, 50. There was three vegans I met today. He looks amazing. I mean, he was skateboarding. He he did not look 50 at all. And he's like, I've been vegan for the longest. And um, he um, he was also very, very sympathetic to the idea because I'm very straight up with people. When they say, are you a member of SAFE? I say, no, I have, I don't support SAFE. I literally say that. I say, I don't support them. Um, I don't support what they're doing. Um, and, you know, I can't complain that they don't support what I'm doing then, really. But um, I just, you know, the funny thing is when when when, when we have this, this, this um, when the discussion about, about um, abolition versus welfare happens, everybody who promotes welfare agrees that vegan advocacy is a good idea. They can't not agree. 
They'll say, it's a good idea, but it has to be mixed, or it's a good idea, but it's not always going to work. But they'll never turn around and say, we shouldn't do any vegan advocacy, because they know it's it's a good thing to do. Um, what they won't do is, is do unequivocal vegan advocacy. Whereas we'll turn around and say, I want to support, you know, we, we never turn around and say, well, well, I don't anyway, and none of the abolitionists I know do. Um, turn around and say, well, a little bit of uh, welfare campaigning is a good thing too. So it's kind of, you know, we're very uncompromising on that. And so, you know, people might feel like they're kind of like reaching out and saying, yeah, we support promoting veganism, but, and we'll turn around and say, we don't support promoting welfare at all. And I'm sorry, it's not personal. It's not like, it's not because I, you know, I would love to support, I would love to be able to support um, these groups. If Safe Turn Around them started promoting unequivocal veganism, of course I would support them. Why wouldn't I? But I won't I won't support what they're doing. And um and even though they agree with what I'm doing and they know that it's the right thing and they'll tell me that, like they'll say, Well yeah, of course it's good that you're doing that. I'm glad that you're doing that. They won't they won't come out and support me. Um and I'm not asking for them to, but they definitely, you know, they definitely um anyway, so we we had so that was also very good. So I feel like and like I, I don't want to get my hopes up because I've had other people walk past who are like, yeah, it's great, and they've taken. And I gave away all my business cards as well, so I really do need to get that website going. I really need to get the materials going. Um, I handed out um, some of um, the Invercargill Vegan Society's business cards as well, and I asked um, one of the girl, one of the people who was listening to the Oprah show. I said, you got to listen to this episode of Coexisting with Non-Human Animals, where he talks about that. And so you know, and I said, and I told these people, I said, you know what? There is a movement in the world, and it's in New Zealand too and I talked about Sam and Emmy and Vish and Jordan and William I said you know we're doing it there are people out there we're doing it and it's all over the world and they were very like people who traveled were like oh yeah definitely like I met a woman from Canada she wasn't vegan but um she'd been vegan for two years um she ate or she she ate vegan for two years I I guess when she walked past she stopped she's like oh it's so great to see this you just don't see this in this country at all you just don't see um any of this kind of thing, and um, I was like, no, you, but we, but you will, you know, but you will, and um, and I also acknowledge that we are a huge producer. Like our main industry is animal products. I mean, that definitely changes the paradigm here. You know, definitely, that is a, you know, it's a difference. Our main source of income is a nation. I believe we, according to the New Zealand Dairy. Um, industry we support a third of the world's dairy okay so 6.7 billion people in New Zealand provides a third of the dairy products for that population that just lets you know it's you know this is a very rich country because of that and wool as well I mean carpets galore not to mention all the other animal products the byproducts that come out of that um, the the meat um, the skins and so yeah it is a definite paradigm here but um and I know that I'm lucky in Auckland. I have people walking past um, from all different cultures, you know. So I know that I'm lucky in, in in Auckland. But somebody who lives in Auckland who wasn't born in New Zealand but lives here is is living here and is part of the society and is part of the community. And so I reach out to them just as much as, you know, they're going to help us change the society that we live in just as much as, as anybody else. And I know that there are vegans in New Zealand, people who live vegan in New Zealand, Um including in Invercargill, as we know, and it's the younger generation. So um, anyway, I just wanted to share those. I thought that was really interesting about the dynamic with, with when it was the two of us and we were just like sort of 
talking about these things and then the third person and in, in the sort of dynamic was kind of like really attracted to the idea and I almost felt like when they were asked if they were vegan like they wanted to be able to say yes you know um, but they couldn't because they weren't so they basically said well um, I'm learning I'm learning so I thought that was really positive and it was a really good vibe and it was a good experience for them like they could you know take away a good experience meeting um, vegans who were very positive who were very open who were very um, wanting to obviously wanting to help who were understanding of of what it's like to, to not be vegan because you know even though I, I, I oftentimes can't comprehend it, I, I try to remember that I didn't used to be vegan. And when, when you don't have somebody being flippant, when you have somebody talking to you sincerely about it and then just expressing their kind of confusion about it, like that I find really, really useful because I, I feel like I can reach them. If somebody just starts joking or making cruel comments, well, I, there's, you know, there's, it's, it's, it's a defense mechanism. It's, you know, you just kind of have to deal with it. But um, the people today who were talking to us or when, who were there when we were talking to each other would have just seen, um, you know, a really good example. And they were totally welcomed. But I don't back down. Like, I never back down. Like, people will say vegetarianism, and I'm very quick to point out there's no difference. You know, people don't take it rudely when you're just matter of fact and you just say the truth. And it's logical. They don't get they really can't. It would be silly of them to, to get angry as long as you do it in the right way, as long as you make it, um, as long as you don't say, well, you're doing nothing because you're vegetarian. If you make it abstract, like, well, in reality, vegetarianism's just a diet. It includes animal products. You know, veganism's not a diet. And so the person, if they're vegetarian, they can, yeah, they're going to feel that, and they, but it, it can be done in a way where you're not it can be done in an abstract way and it, nothing's foolproof there's everybody's different and things but I find that being matter of fact and doing it abstractly when I say abstractly I mean like making a general statement about vegetarianism as opposed to talking about that particular person obviously I think we all know these things and um, and never ever compromise on the moral position never people just they get it because you just you know you just don't and no matter how hard they try I say no. They say, well, um, what about um, if the um, the cows in New Zealand eat grass and they live out in the fresh air and they're really happy? I'm like, happy? You know, and I challenge them on that. But, you know, I don't, um, I never concede. I don't ever, ever promote a lie. I will never indulge somebody's lie or self-deception or any of that. We can't. And I was listening to the interview that Gary Francione did with Rob Johnson. I really, really recommend listening to it. And one of the coolest things that Rob said in the interview was that the general public really, when you talk to them about, when you make the abolitionists um, arguments with them, or if you don't want to use the word arguments, if you, when you present this notion of abolition of animal use and, and the fact that it's violent and the fact that it's just generally wrong and things like that, the way we do, um, the general public gets it. What, you know, the ones that are difficult are people who've been advocating, um, you know, welfare for a long time. It was a really interesting interview. I really, really recommend listening to it. Um, Rob says that um, somewhere in the in the interview where, where Gary's talking to him about um, when when his his first organization um, 
Aberdeen um, Animal Rights was a was a welfarist organisation, um, and then he they they gradually as they learned about abolition, they turned abolitionist. And Gary was asking about the process and what was going on, and he's like, with regards to advocacy to the general public, it was fantastic. The response is great and just getting better. He said it was it was working with the other advocates and trying to convince them that was the, that was the tough one. So it's quite ironic, uh, um, isn't it? But I had a really ex- positive experience today, and I I'm inspired um, to do to get the website up and going. At the very least, I can do that. Um, I just am not very good at things like that. But anyway, I keep making excuses. But um, and I, I did put the word out. I was like, hey, I need graphic designers, you know, to do pamphlets. And I was like, you know, I'm just those kinds of things. Anyway, so I just thought I'd, I'd do this podcast because it was such a good day and. It was so many people stopping by, and it was really cool because we talked about all kinds of things. Um, it was just—I don't know if it was just, a, a, you know, a generally a good day, but um, you know, the sun was shining, it was warm. Um, it was a Thursday afternoon. Um, there was, for for at least a good couple of hours, there was a little gathering of people around the stall. Another thing is like when people do stop and stand around, other people are attracted to come over as well. Um, and then in the afternoon it got kind of quiet and then right when I was packing up, this girl came running. She was running quickly trying to catch me before I put the pamphlets away and made me, and was like, oh, can I please have some before you put them away? It was the perfect end to the day. So, um, yeah, it was a really, really good day. Um, I missed William. He was um, down at the fair trade breakfast, which I didn't get a chance to go to because I thought I was going to be working today until the last minute. And um, and then I, when I went to the supermarket, they were promoting um, fair trade um, chocolate at the supermarket, and they only had vegan option ones too, which I thought was fabulous. And I took a couple of their flyers, and I really want to display them as well because I want to educate people about fair trade as well. Yeah, it was so there you go. So that's a positive. Uh, I had a positive day, and I wanted to share it because um, I feel uplifted, and I want to uplift other people as well. And um, so when we have bad days, we can share them, and it's all you know. It's, that's a good thing as well. And when we have good days, we can share them, and that's even better. Okay, so thanks so much for listening, and I'll be back. Bye.